Welcome to the Hunted and Gathered Podcast. We're hunting and gathering home design, decor, and renovation ideas from designers, bloggers, and do-it-yourselfers from across Canada and beyond. Discover your inner designer and be inspired to make your own living space feel more like home. My guest today is Jesse Lozon. Jesse's Instagram feed features gorgeous photos of his extensive antique collections with hilarious captions and his more is more attitude that inspires his multitude of followers. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Thanks for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. How fun is this? This is so exciting. Um, I'm a big fan of your Instagram feed, and I'm really looking forward to finding out more about it. Yikes. Well, I really hope that I um, have some insights. Good. I'm sure you will. So tell me, how did you start collecting? Um, and what was, the, like, what was the first item that you collected? You know, um, I can't remember a time that I didn't collect. I feel like every other little kid, I collected stickers and rocks and um, erasers, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of useless but wonderful things. And But I think my first collecting memory was when I got a high school job and I can remember going to thrift stores and I remember thinking that I was going to collect milk glass because it was affordable and it was everywhere. And But I, I wasn't really very good at thrift shopping and I wasn't really very good at milk glass. It, I didn't really enjoy it. So anywho, um, that fell away. And then I remember when I a little bit older, I started collecting kind of vintage 50s um, dishes. So I was really into Fire King, and I remember, yeah, I remember my grandmother had some of that peachy, shiny, peach luster Fire King. Mm -hmm. And so I remember picking that up. Um, It was cheap, and I can remember, um, I remember negotiating with somebody. Um, They wanted 65 cents for a bowl, and I remember saying, 55 uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like that was my um, my early collections were things that were affordable. Mm. Do you have any of the Milk Glass still or the Fire King? The Milk Glass is gone, but the Fire King is in bins, mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to part with it. Um, it's kind of, it's one of those things that I imagine one day I will use, but yeah. I, have not, I have not seen it in years. And it's probably a little sentimental too, because it was like your. I think, your I think first. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'll see it when I'm out and about, and I often think, like, oh, fun, I should buy some of that. <laughs> and then I remember that there's no need to buy more of that right. because I have, I have an amount of that. So You need to have but, themed yeah. dinner parties where this theme, you're going to use your, your, those dishes. Okay, so I have this notion that one day I'm going to have this fantastic pottage. Oh. Where the peach luster is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I like that. So Maybe that we will. Is why yes. I have to keep it. Absolutely. You See, do. It makes sense. Yes. 100%. You would be ashamed to part with it. Mm-hmm. I, I would say so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do your current collections include? Okay, so probably the best answer to that would be to talk about what they don't include. But yeah, um, that's, that's good too. Yeah. No. I. It. Well. I was. I was thinking about this the other day, and I feel like. A lot of my collecting revolves around food. Um, I I have a background in food. That's my current career is in food. And I feel like that a lot of my collections are centered around food, its preparation and serving. So um, yellowware, um, jadeite, breadboards, pressed glass, 
uh, old white ironstone cake stands. Hmm. Which one? Um, the ironstone is my favorite. Oh, me too. So, oh, um, so pretty. Thanks. I think that I like that it's, I love that it's white, mm-hmm. so it goes with any of the aforementioned collections. Mm-hmm. It, it's very forgiving. Um, and yeah, so, so that was kind of where most of my collecting kind of lived, was in that zone. And in the last few 10 years or so, my collecting has kind of expanded to include um, a, a little bit of a broader range, maybe some decor, um, a little more art, um, a little more pottery, um, things like, you know, vintage trophies and exercise clubs oh, wow. and, mm-hmm. and furniture. But, um, yeah, I, I, for example, with the, I, I collect, um, vintage McCoy pottery, mostly aqua, some white. And I, and, and that stems from, I have a real interest in, Flowers. I love having flowers. Um, I read someone said um, something recently where um, uh, you know you're an adult when buying fresh flowers doesn't seem like a waste of money anymore. That's a great quote. Right? And um, I think I forget where I read it, so I'm sorry if I'm not giving the person credit, but if that's if that's so true um it's how you mark the seasons it's it, mm-hmm. it's just so worth it it just makes it just makes everything it's n- it's an affordable luxury yes so i was always looking for the right container and i would you know it didn't work and then of course i decided to start collecting i don't know what came first my interest in flowers or my interest in mccoy pottery but it's worked out and so now i've got planters and flower pots and vases and um so because the collections need to function. Mm-hmm. They need to have a use. I like how you had the, you know, this love for flowers and then, you know, you you started collecting this this thing that would kind of make it useful. Like, you know, maybe if it, 10 years ago when you didn't feel the same way about having fr- fresh flowers, if you weren't quite there yet, that wouldn't have been a, a collection for you, you know. But because they right. kind of they kind of came together at the right time, you're like, yeah, this is this is this is happening. Yeah, and it's interesting because as I think about that, I think, you know, uh, vintage kitchenware and, you know, um, Victorian yellowware and transferware and ironstone and all those sorts of food type things. Well, you need bowls, right? You need plates. You've got it. You have to have silverware. Well, you don't have silverware, but you need something to, you need utensils. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, some people need silverware. Um, so it made sense for me to be buying bowls and buying, um, kitchenware because those were all useful. And then, you know, you, I maybe didn't need, you know, 25 of yellowware bowls, but, but, but that all made sense for where I was in life. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, no, because I do think it's important that most of this stuff function. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Cause otherwise it's just a museum. Which I'm not interested in living in a museum. No. Good. I'm entirely too klutzy to live in a museum. <gasps> oh, and funny. I don't like Windexing. Oh, okay. So they have so to be used. I don't any glass cases around. You can just imagine your house is filled with these, like little boxes of glass and clay encased uh, vases. And, that and could things. not be any further from the truth. I swear. Oh no. my goodness! So you're somebody that I really respect once said to me that um, there's no point owning it if you're not going to use it. Like there's no point having it. You know, like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart, uh, and I have always felt super strongly that. I don't want to own anything that I'm afraid to use. So how do you store it all then? Well, um, so there's a 
there's a couple answers to that question. Um, things like kitchenware lives in the kitchen because I use it, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, uh, that's in the kitchen cupboards. That's in a, you know, a flat to the wall cabinet in the kitchen. Um, that's in a china cabinet, you know, so those things, those are my things. That's what I use is vintage or antique. So that, that makes sense. Um, but in terms of some of the stuff that's, I mean, I talked earlier about having some vintage kitchenware in the garage and bins. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I have everything within easy reach. Mm-hmm. No. Um, you know, uh, I collect old Christmas. I love old Christmas. It's that one area of collecting where I feel like I'm allowed to buy whatever I want in any style. It can be, it can be the, the most gaudy 60s, 50s, or the most beautiful handcrafted or mouth-blown Victorian, and it all kind of works together. I feel like mm-hmm. you get a bit of creative license at Christmas. Right. But Christmas lives in a stack of vintage suitcases in a guest room. Oh, right? that sounds so beautiful. Looks, well, I mean, it looks okay. It looks nice to look at. So it looks like you're looking at a stack of vintage suitcases, but it's hiding my Christmas collection. But it's a know? collection so, in a collection. Kind of like a set of Russian dolls. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. or for example, um, I've got, you know, old trunks and, you know, some of them have art in them that I'm not using at any, you know, at, at that moment that, that I don't want to let go of right away or linens in the other. So I think some kind of tricks for kind, and maybe it's about fooling myself into thinking there's not so much stuff, but I think that it's about storage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And that's making great. it. And I think when you're out and about and you're seeing stuff, I think that's also part of the trick of antique shopping, vintage shopping, market shopping is looking at something and saying, okay, so I'd like to own that. So how can I convince myself or justify that purchase? Right. Right. And so, you know, the vintage suitcases are a perfect example. Like, well, Jesse, you're allowed to have 10 vintage suitcases to hide your Christmas collection. (laughs) I love it. Mm-hmm. And, and, but then if you can imagine a place for it, then you can buy it. If you're out and about and you see something you just have to have, if, you, if you're like, oh, I have a place for that, then you can bring it home. Cause it's not like, oh, I don't have a place for it. Where would I put it? There's not all that kind of stress. I like it. You plan ahead for the storage and then you, you know, can just bring stuff home. Um, I have reluctantly become a grown up in the last few years. And I, because for the first, um, you know, couple of decades of collecting, it, yeah, I, there wasn't a limit. It's not like I, I was going to fill a house. Mm-hmm. I was in no danger of having too much stuff. And then in the last 10 years or so, I will admit I've had to be more careful. And I've heard that there are people that have like a one in, one out rule. Mm-hmm. You know, if I buy something, something's got to go. And I'm not that good. Um, that doesn't sound like fun. But I do find myself thinking more carefully about something nowadays, you know, um, I have dressers, I have end tables, I have coffee tables, I have, you know, so I have, I have the things that one would typically have. Mm-hmm. So it's not like going to a market and just buying everything you see because you love it. So I do need to, I do find myself being a little bit more careful and do about you, what I choose to bring home. You have to be like that or else it's, you're, you know, you're going to, your house is going to overflow, right? Well, and I think that's also how a new collection starts, right? Mm-hmm. So for me with the McCoy pottery, I think it was also an opportunity for me to say, okay, I have, I have, you know, um, 
I have enough cake stands for one human. I have enough jadeite yellowware. Um, and then, okay, so being open, what's, what's catching my eye? Hmm, that aqua pottery is catching my eye. Hmm, what's that about? And then, you know, let's look into that. What is that? And, you know, reading about it, seeing pictures, learning about it, seeing it here and there. Hmm, does that appeal to me? And then letting yourself gravitate to a new collection. And then it's almost like discovering a new book mm-hmm. that you've never read. And you get to really dive in and learn about something and understand it. And, and I like that about collecting. I like the twists and turns and seeing where it takes you and what, what new things you can learn. And it's, it becomes more about, um, you know, you, you know about your pieces and it's not just, uh, you know, you, you learn the history of the, not just the piece, but probably the time period it came from. And um, it isn't just a something that collects dust. It, it's got It's got more meaning behind it too. It's true. And, you know, and, and I keep using the McCoy Potter as an example, but, you know, there's various eras in, you know, the history of McCoy pottery, which is, sounds to- terribly obnoxious, but there's a progression of styles, of eras, of, you know, there's, there's some Art Deco, there's some, uh, well, you, it, you know, the early stuff is more stoneware, and then it becomes more refined, and then it becomes more bright and fun as mm-hmm. it, you know, as you get into the 50s and 60s. And I, I look at my collection now, and there's some pieces that can go because they're not as special to me because those are earlier things that I, or sorry, they're, they're ones that I bought when I was learning. Mm-hmm. And now that I know a little bit more about what I like within McCoy pottery, you know, I can look back and I can honestly say, okay, those pieces might have been maybe not my lane, maybe not where I want to be, but, um, but but it is it it becomes more of a, a a discovery, more of a hobby, and and like I say, it it is it's a bit like reading a book and seeing where it takes you. Oh, I like how you said that. It's like reading a book. Mm-hmm. That well, it's, it's, it's very poetic. Of, and you don't need, and you don't need glasses to see that <laughs> close like you do with a book. That's so true. So true. Um. So do you do you, are these all cataloged? Like, do you have little barcodes on each one? You have a scanner there when you come oh, home. Gosh. No. <laughs> Imagine. No, it's funny, but I could probably put my hands on almost everything. It's wow. Not, it's not, no, no, it's not cataloged, but I think I could find almost all of it. Because you love it, because you have like this, this passion for it. So they're important to you. Well, yeah, I'm also sort of organized. So um, I'm not a big fan of piles of stuff and messes and that kind of thing. There's, there's a system. Good. That's good to know. (laughs) There is a system, I promise. It's not just, uh, you know, you open a door and like a little um, a vase falls on top of you or anything like that. No, 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 that has not happened. Well, and there's also that element of I have a lot of respect for, it sounds like I have a terrible attachment to material things. I I promise you that I'm actually, you know, not, I'm, I'm not that materialistic. But in terms of a hobby, I guess that that's how you could look at it. But I feel a real responsibility to take care of these things. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think it's so obnoxious when people talk about like, oh, they're treasures and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's not quite like that, but I do feel a responsibility to take care of them. I feel like, oh, I, this is a ding, I don't want to sound, um, anyways, whatever, I'll say it. I feel like I'm just a part of their life. I feel like they're here for now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things are, you know, they may be 100 years old, they may be 10 years old, but I don't want to be the person that wrecks them. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person that breaks them or ruins them. So I would never just shove them in a closet. I'm not precious about them. Right. I will use them. And if something gets broken, well, that's part of its life. Mm-hmm. But um, I do have too much respect for them to store them badly. Does that make sense? It does. It does. No, because because you respect them and you like it. And yeah, you're passionate about your hobby. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 Not precious about it, but careful about it. And careful. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this amazing Instagram feed and you have um, these these vignettes that you've set up and um, just gorgeous pictures of your collections. Um, and so can you share some tips on photographing them? Like do you have a place where you typically uh, take pictures of, of the stuff on your Instagram feed or um, do you just, just snap them where they happen to be in the house or, or how does that work? So first of all, yikes, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Um, I, well, the answer to your question is kind of a lot of different things. So there's an element of, I, I do like to take some pictures of things where they live in my house. So Mm -hmm. I think every once in a while you'll see a photo of a cabinet or a shelf or something that is in my house. And then other times I have fun with, um, you know, doing a, 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 an overhead kind of flat lay picture or doing a vignette against a white background. And that's just a white wall in my house. It's nothing fancy. Um. Um, someone said to me, oh, do you have a studio? And I was like, no, are you kidding? Um, but see, Beth, I think we've got them all fooled. But um, no, I I like to mix it up just because I think that that's how I like to see it all in different mm-hmm. settings. I would like to say that, no, that's just how it fell on the table. But I have fun um, pulling stuff out and looking at it. Mm-hmm. And one of the joys of getting to play around on Instagram with some of these things that I've collected is I feel like I'm getting to rediscover some of the things that I maybe haven't seen mm-hmm. in a while. Yeah. So it's pushed me to see some of these things in a different way. And um, frankly, it's made me enjoy some of these collections more than I was enjoying them before or appreciate them. And then when you post something, and out into the world, as you know, as a lot of folks know, um, it's so interesting to see what comes back to you and um, to hear what people say or what people think or what they see. And that has really influenced how I see some of these things. And in some cases, it's made me appreciate some of the things more that I wasn't appreciating before. Oh, wow. That's that's so insightful. Well, sorry. Um, You know, in terms of Photos, in terms of Instagram, I, I'm, I am very clear about the fact that I am not a photographer. I have friends who are photographers, and they are skilled. I take photos, um, so I don't want to claim that I'm a photographer, but I have fun taking pictures. Um, I feel like if you're asking about a tip, I would say that I'm learning like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned that light is very important <laughs> because I've taken some really bad photos when mm-hmm. when there wasn't light, wasn't good light. And um, I, I have also learned to step back from what I'm trying to take a picture of that you can, that I can always zoom in, mm-hmm. but it's hard to zoom out. Right. Um, I have learned that it's okay to get up on a chair to take a picture of something, <laughs> which yes. I didn't imagine was going to be something that I would do. Um, I do find myself on a chair sometimes wondering if the neighbors are seeing that I'm seeing that I'm standing on a dining room chair taking a picture of breadboards. But anyways, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that the picture taking has really challenged me to see things differently and to look look for ways to capture it differently. And, so and that, have you like combined, um, you know, different uh, your items in a different way, maybe than you you would have thought to display them in your house? Absolutely, for sure. I, I find um, I have fun with trying to mix things that don't make sense together, or at least you wouldn't think of together. So, for example, like, you know, a stack of, you know, pressed glass cake stands on a really rustic wooden crate, you know, mm-hmm. or um, using an old candy tin to display, like, a Victorian ironstone compote or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, li- I personally, I enjoy having some fun with that contrast. Right. Um, I don't know if anybody else thinks it's fun, but I'm enjoying, I enjoy doing that. I think it's fun. Well, it makes um, your, your photos beautiful, that, that, um, that oh, contrast or that tension. Yeah. Thank you. It's, um, yeah, I mean, and, and frankly, sometimes it's a happy accident. But, um, and, you know, and, and it's interesting to me seeing things. I have discovered that there are colors that I have gravitated towards mm-hmm. that I did not realize that I had gravitated towards over the years because I find it very easy to put together a picture with greens mm-hmm. or with blues. Or with whites, you know, I find that very easy to do, and and it's taught me that oh hey hey Jesse, you you really like greens, don't yeah. you? You know, um, and I think that that's good, not just for taking pictures of your vintage or whatever. I think that that's an interesting habit, um, you know, for your clothes and for mm-hmm. your house and for decorating, and um, it's helped me to see what I see. Yes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for sounds sure. A bit, sounds a bit out there, but. No, absolutely. They say that if you're if you're not, you know, you're, you're trying to make a space work in your house. If you take a picture of it, you can really see like, oh, there's a big um, space on this wall or my furniture's all mashed up together. You know, those kind of things. It really just helps you see how it is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. I feel like um, one of the things I learned taking photos um, early was to photograph it as I was going mm-hmm. so that I could see how I was doing. So for I mean, nowadays I don't take very many pictures to get what I want because I find it a little, oh, that sounds obnoxious, but I find it a little easier to get what I'm, where I'm going than I did at the beginning. Sure. With Um, practice. Absolutely. Sure. But I have learned to leave it there while I'm working on it and then take a picture, um, try to see how it looks, edit it a little bit. And then that's where you can see okay, that's not right, so maybe take that, or that's crooked, so fix that, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really enjoying that color with that color. So to, so because I will admit that I have taken down a vignette and then gone to edit the picture and been like, ooh, rats, I wish I'd left that put back up because right. there's something that I'd like to change. Yes. So I'll look back at some earlier pictures and I think to myself, ah, all I see is that crooked book, mm-hmm. right? But... Taking a picture as as I'm going helps me to see where where hopefully where I'm going to end up. Good tips, helpful for um, you know other people that want to use their Instagram to to take pictures for with their collections or really just any Instagram photo because we've all seen the ones that are are out there and you're thinking like what's what's happening here. So thank you for sharing those. That's awesome. <laughs> so where do you go? What's your your favorite place to go antiquing? Are you like an antiques market person? Are you a thrift store uh, shopper? Where do you go? <laughs> Um, I am not very good at thrift stores. I would love to be better at thrift stores. I try. I keep trying. And I will keep trying, but I'm not very good at them. 
and I'm just I wait. So just tips. I want to know why you're not good at them because you <laughs> do because I love thrift stores. So is it I because you don't find anything? I never have any luck. I see people post things online, or people will tell me I found this whatever for a dollar, right? And I'm always like, all I find are like the dishes that my mother had when we were growing up that I didn't like then and I don't love them now and they're not a dollar you know like I I never find anything I don't know what's wrong with me everyone always tells me they find vintage tablecloths for Mm -hmm. two bucks and I've never seen a vintage tablecloth for two bucks at the Goodwill or the 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 thrift shops I've never had that luck I mean I've found a couple of things Mm -hmm. over the years I found a cake stand once and I was like all right like (laughs) The tide is turning. Mm-hmm. I am now a thrift store person, but I don't know. I don't know. I maybe I'm a little too impatient for thrift stores. I don't know. You do have to go a lot, but but you know what? Maybe everyone's definition of like a vintage tablecloth could mean something different to them than you know you. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I love an auction. I feel like an auction is it's all adrenaline excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get in trouble from that adrenaline excitement. And when I first started going to auctions, I can remember paying about two times more for a, like a, a jadeite bowl than I probably should have. But that's because I was so competitive that I, I remember thinking like, you are not allowed to buy that bowl. Like I want that bowl. And I ended up paying probably double what I should have paid, but whatever. Um, but auctions are so emotional. I can't do them because for that reason, like it's personal when someone else wins them for yeah, me. It really is. So I can't then, do like, it. Oh, I'll, I'll look at the person who's bidding against me and I'm like, you're, you, I'm sure that you are a bad person. Like I am sure <laughs> of it Judging right them. Now. Yeah. Like I know that you're a bad person right. and you're here to harm me. But so anyways. Everyone's going to watch out for you at auctions now. They're just going to just leave you alone. If you're, if you're bidding, then that's it. Well, no, they uh, don't leave me alone though. But anyways, so, um, but I do love an auction, especially the end of an auction where the auctioneer gets kind of like they're over the sale and they just want stuff gone, right? Like $1, $1. That's, that's, that's when Jesse comes alive. Um, so I like an auction. I love an antique mall because there's mm-hmm. so much bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to, I was about to say that you don't find deals, but I'm going to take that back. I think you find deals. I find my best deal in an antique mall when I find something in an unexpected booth. So, like, if you find someone selling records and then they have a vintage suitcase, well, they may not be into vintage suitcases and they might have just found it and they may just be have no idea what they're selling and then you can get it for cheap, right? Mm -hmm. So, I have my best luck in unexpected unexpected places in antique mall. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is an outdoor people filled antique like a market. Yeah. I love a market. I love, what I love about it is I love getting to, I love the sense of urgency. I love the feeling in the, I like being early when it's just coming alive. I love getting to chat with the vendors and finding out where they bought it. Um, and maybe not even, you know, complimenting them on their stuff because they've got great taste, or at mm-hmm. least I think they do. And I think you can make relationships there. And um, I, it, that's my favorite place is is with people. Um, I I feel like it's a lot less antiseptic than a, you know, a, a big store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that there's a lot of antique shops like there used to be. There mm-hmm. are some gems for mm-hmm. sure. But I think those have been replaced with antique malls for the most part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I love an outdoor market. And then, of course, I love to uh, look for 
uh, antiques and vintage when we're away. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, happiness to me is finding a market in a foreign city, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I love going on a road trip. We go on, we go on road trips to, you know, other provinces, other states. And if we're overseas, I mean, I, uh, that is, talk about getting to see a culture in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like, whether it's El Rastro in Madrid or uh, Portobello Road in London or uh, Port de Vanve in Paris. Like, I mean, that is, that is, that is where you will find me at my happiest. I like it. So do you, do you get a lot of inspiration from these places too? Like just how they're displayed or, or how they're grouped? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I just think that the, the vendors often have a way of looking at it that I didn't imagine, you know, and so I love seeing, and, and I, there's something about that jumble and that sense of discovery, you know, mm-hmm. picking through it because you see it differently than the vendor and you see it differently than the person behind you. I used to get really freaked out going to a market because I felt competitive. Like I had to get there and I had to race around and grab all the things that I wanted um, before someone else scooped them up from me. And it was like a competitive sort of stressful experience. And then I realized that, wait a second, not everybody likes the stuff I like. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the stuff that everybody else likes. And that's okay. Um, Because I'll see people carrying stuff around at a market and I think like, yikes, okay, so you're the person that buys that, right? Like, woohoo. But then I also think to myself like, phew, you don't like the things I like. Perfect. You know, like Mm -hmm. you keep buying that thing that you're carrying around and that means you're not going after what I'm looking for. So um, I feel less stressed now that I know that there's all kinds of different tastes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like every antique has a story. Every, not even every antique, but every everything in your house should have a story. So yeah. of all the things that you have, do you have a yeah. favorite story, or maybe maybe it's just a story that means a lot too for one of your pieces? Well, I mean, I'm like a lot of folks who have. I'm. I don't have. Um, I don't come from families that had a lot of stuff. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. I uh, don't come from you know, big mansions full of antiques. So I have a couple of treasures from both my grandmothers, which mean a lot to me. I think everybody has a similar story. I, um, food is one of my things. I have my French Canadian grandmother's cookbook where she wrote notes and I, that is what I would run back for in a fire. Um, that's so special. I have have my other grandmother. I have her everyday, um, rose chintz dishes. Um, most of them are chipped, but, those I would also run for in a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my treasures. You know, when you talk about, um, when I talk about nothing is too precious to use, except maybe those, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are mm-hmm. ones that I'm not pulling out grandma's dishes, mm, except for super special people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and no, you may not touch grandma's cookbook. You know, like that is that is mine. Yes. That is for yeah. not touching. Um, but in terms of story, I... That's a hard one. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the fun, right? So everything's got to have sort of a quirky, weird story. I do remember I mentioned El Rastro in Madrid, and Mm -hmm. I remember doing terribly in Spain because I don't – my Spanish is limited to, like, Dora the Explorer, right? Like, I don't (laughs) – I'm not good with Spanish. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because people are always like, oh, it's so similar to French. No, 
it's not. Anyways, I remember being there and loving, of course, fabulous Spain and in, up early to go to the market in Madrid and all the vendors with their stuff spread out and um, in the little rabbit warren of little streets and it's fabulous and, you know, getting yourself a churros in the morning and thinking I was pretty fantastic. And I rem- we were walking around and I had a thing for skeleton keys. I wanted to have a bunch of skeleton keys to take home from Spain because they were, they seemed affordable at the time. You could buy, you know, you could get a skeleton key for like, I don't know, a two for a euro. So I was like, mm-hmm. that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I came um, this one area and this guy had a pile of skeleton keys. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get that. That's, this is fun. And the guy was like smoking and flicking his ashes everywhere. And I was like, okay, whatever. Good for you. Have fun. But, um, and I went to buy the skeleton keys and I was like, oh, that's fun. Cause I moved something aside and I was like, oh, that, what's that? I love that blue underneath these skeleton keys. And he just had kind of crap everywhere. So, and then I kind of moved the skeleton keys and I'm like, that's a really fun blue. And look, there's some gold there. And then I kind of pushed a box aside and it, there was something hand painted under there. So I kind of started pushing stuff aside and he was looking at me weird and I was like, what is this? Right? Like in my, I kind of a mix of terrible vacation Spanish and English. <laughs> And he was like, you don't want that, is what he managed to say to me. And I moved everything aside, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I do. How much do you want for that? And for 20 euros, I walked away with this enormous hand-painted canvas um, that he was using as his, like, drop sheet. And it's all crests and scrolls and, um, like, knight's helmets and initials and all hand-painted, probably eight feet by six feet, and um, eight euros, and he was using wow. it, or 20 euros, and he was using it as a drop cloth. And I was like, that is, this is the ultimate rescue, right? Yeah. Like, this is, uh, this, this was garbage to him. And to me, I was like, uh, I didn't have a car because I was in Madrid, and I don't have a car there, but I was like, if I did, I would have said, start the car. <laughs> I, this, it just sounds like this is amazing. What it, like, so what was it? Was it a, had it been a, a canvas, and they, he was well, just someone using explained it? to me that, in um now this might be a sketchy story but someone tried to explain to me because then we went to a town oh i'm never going to remember it one of the beautiful hilltop towns in spain and they had all these banners outside and i said to someone i'm like wait a second i bought something that looks a lot like that and so the lady explained to me who was doing the tour that families would often hang these banners during the festivals outside their homes and it would have their family crest and Wow. You know, it was just sort of festive kind of bunting decor. Mm-hmm. So this one looks, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not, I'm no scientist. I'm not going to carbon date it. Or blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's fun. It's got age. It's festive. It's big. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. But um, I think it was some kind of a banner mm-hmm. or hanging outside or whatever. But um, it was too fun to leave for 20 euros. Wow. Especially when it was yeah. being used as like a drop sheet, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's a great story. And I story. loved the whole, like, you don't want this. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. I I'm sure that guy was so annoyed at you. Uh, oh, no kidding. He hated me, right? Because I, I think when he said 20 euros, I think he thought, like, I'm going to give him a price that's going to make this person not want this thing, so I'm not going to have to move everything. And when he was, like, 20 euros, I was like, uh, hex, yes. <laughs> Let's get moving these boxes. Well, yeah, because not only did you, he, you know, you have to tip, rip apart his display, he had to move everything for you. Oh, that's funny. I you will never see him again. Up. No, no. But I have his, I have his canvas. 
Oh, and maybe it was his like his personal family canvas that he used to well, hang in his house. Come on, like then don't tell me it's twenty euros. Right. <laughs> uh, no, hang it. You need to hang it up, and then take a picture for Instagram, and and we can all know know how you hung it and how you're using yeah, it. Yeah, I home. took a picture of like a corner of it once mm. on Instagram, but it's huge. It's hard. It would be hard to do, but I mean, at the uh, time, of course, I imagine that I would hang it. And yeah. Build, uh, and maybe I will, but. Right now, I just like the story, and it's a and yeah, it's a great story, and it's like one of those special uh, vacation souvenirs. So even if you don't do anything with it, it's 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 still special. Yes, another mm-hmm. one of the things I tell myself when I'm on vacation. That's right. Uh, it's a keepsake. Ex- exactly. Yes, it's like the most unique souvenir. You know, no no spoons for you or, or... yeah, no, this is not a scarf. Yes, from the that's airport. Right. That's right. No, this is not. No, this is not a snow globe. Right. This is a a six by eight large canvas. So just to be clear, you do not collect snow globes. No, no. not currently. Not. Oh, I'm okay. not opposed to snow globes, but just but not I part of your not. collection. Okay. No, that's good to know. So yeah, either I'm... everyone can send you a snow globe that you can start a collection, or Yikes. you can okay. just you can just swear them off, and we won't. Uh, maybe. Um, no, I mean I, I I'm nothing against snow globes. It's not something that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Aren't they normally kind of drained when you get a vintage one? I don't yes. know. Is yeah. it hard to find one that's I would imagine. Because wouldn't, wouldn't the water, like, over time, unless it's perfectly been sealed somehow, wouldn't it just, uh, you know, dissipate the water? I don't know. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not a scientist either. So science is hard. It is hard. Um, so let's yeah. say that. Let's say that. And then at someone who is a scientist can, can you know, like call into the show or write an email, email me and, and, and prove, prove us wrong. Yes. There you go. Because, and then, but then do I have to collect snow globes? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Okay. I think most of them I mean, are, as I are. say, I have no, I have no opposition to snow globes. Mm-hmm. I don't have a collection of them. I, it's funny, as you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, like, am I lying? Do I have but <laughs> you I do. You have I a do. whole, a no, whole really snow globe room. <laughs> no, I really don't think no. I do. I do have I do have a couple of things that I haven't shared on Instagram that mm-hmm. I think, like, is Instagram ready for that? But I don't have I don't have snow globes. So what's, what is your weirdest thing that you collect? Oh, see, that's <laughs> – it really depends on weird, right? Like, right. Um, I mm, – like weird is a strange thing. Okay, so um, maybe the most unusual. Let's say that. Yes. Okay. I have a collection of those little Fisher Price little people. Oh, that's sweet. Yes. Yeah. And I, and were they yours? I, I, no. Um, there was a couple, and my mom gave them to my nephew in front of me, and uh, was like, <laughs> "That's like, heartbreaking." Yeah, I'm like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? Like, what, uh, pardon? What's happening there? And she was like, you know, he loves them and gets joy from them and in uses them, like, in, for their intended purpose. <laughs> so, you know, you're supposed to be a grown-up and you need to back away from the collectible Fisher Price, Fisher Price little people. And I, like, I mean, how do you answer that, right? Like, it's like a course. standoff on the living room floor between you and your nephew. Well, like, literally, you're not supposed to take toys from a from an 18-month-old, apparently, is the rule. That's, yeah, they so say that. Anyways, yeah, so anyways, he's got those, which is fine, whatever, I'm happy for him, enjoy, have fun. <laughs> um, well, so maybe anyways, one day when he's done, you'll get them back. Maybe. I can tell you who's not getting the collection of Fisher Price little people. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I've picked up some of those. Um, I have 
So here, so I guess the weirdness comes in with I have a bit of a thing for obsolete kitchen things. Oh. Um, so I have dozens of old food molds, you know, jelly molds yep. and uh, pie molds and things like that that I will never use that mm-hmm. have no function other than decorative. So when I said earlier that everything needs to function, I mean except the things that don't. Well, are um, they on your? Are they hanging on your wall? Yeah, they're on a shelf. And, okay, well then they're uh, art, they're so like they're a, functional. Uh, more than a shelf, but they're kind of like art. You're right. Yeah. I have old pewter ice cream molds that were used to make kind of Victorian centerpieces. That's oh, that's, that's weird. Cool. I have, um, I have a ham stand, an old ironstone ham stand that I looked high and low for. for Wait, can you? Like, no, I was gonna say, can you explain that to me? Like, is it is it what it sounds like? You you put just put ham on it. Yeah, you put a giant cooked ham on this. It's like a pedestal. It looks like a cake stand without the plate, but it's stubbier. Oh, okay. So it's 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 stubbier, and it's like it's a kind of saucer size at the top, and then you would perch a ham on it. Um, some of them are from, like, old butcher shops, but some of them are from home for doing mm-hmm. a buffet, I guess. Oh, okay. And so, I know, right? And then, of course, why did I want a ham stand? I think because it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I have two now. That makes me so, love you more that you wanted a ham stand because it was weird. I like that. And actually, in, in the show notes, I, I'm going to put a picture of a ham stand. I'm going to find one online and I'll, I'll stick I it in send there. You you can, yes, of a real beautiful uh, one that you have. Yes, I have mm-hmm. two. See, see that I sometimes see. Then, of course, I could never find one. And then I found one, which was great. And then, like a week later, I found another. You, it was meant so to I be. So I was like, well, in the first one, frankly, I I paid up for because I mean, when am I ever going to see a handstand again, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, I think I I I mean, when I say that I paid up, I don't think it was that much, but I mean, it wasn't free. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the next week I found one that was, like, older and bigger and had a much more interesting hallmark, and it was, like, five bucks. Wow. So, because I was never going to find one again, mm-hmm. right? And then, mm-hmm. boom, there's two. Are those weird? Does that count for what's weird? I think I, they're unusual, absolutely. Yeah, no, that that's a, a perfectly acceptable answer to that question. I, yeah. Okay. I have paintings of strangers. Is that weird? No, actually, that is my favorite. Uh, there's a picture on your Instagram, and you have a trunk, and it's these old, like, oil paintings. And that that is my favorite, one of my favorite pictures that you've posted. And I'm really? just, yes, I think it's, there's just something about like the, the mystery of like who the people are that you'll never be able to, to answer. And just that with the, with the trunk there, I, it's gorgeous. It's my favorite. So Thank no, you. I don't think that's I, um, weird at all. Yeah, I didn't, I used to be weirded out by portraits because I used to be like, oh, are they looking at me? Or... Like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Yes. And then their eyes would be cut out. Yeah. Yes. And I just used to be kind of freaked out by them. And um, they've grown on me. I don't know why, but they've grown on me. I don't, I mean, I'm not surrounded by them. I only got a few, but it's not like the weird kind of hall of mirrors. Mm-hmm. I think people think that my house must look like a, um, I, I don't know, museum or like a jumbled mess, like an episode of Hoarders. And it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, it really doesn't. I'm sure Maybe I doesn't. should be sharing more full room shots. I don't know, but it's it's really not like that. 
I'm, it doesn't sound like it is. It doesn't really. And and the way you put together your vignettes is so amazing that I, I don't think that your um, your followers on Instagram would think that at all um, because you're you're so so talented for to be able to pull these things together and they're so balanced as well um, and there there's an organization to them um, so I can I'm assuming I'm assuming and I I'm sure other people are too that the rest of your house would be the same way so. Do you have any tips to pull together those amazing vignettes? Is that something that you um, – is? I don't even know if you can, or is that maybe just an innate talent? Thank you. I um, It's surprising to me to, that someone thinks that I might be good at something, so thank you. <laughs> I, um, I don't know about that, but I would hmm, – that's a good question. I I feel like it's really important to understand – for me, what I want to look at. I feel like it's really important for me to understand. Um, I, I, I'm not one of those people who has a vision for what something should look at look like mm-hmm. finished. I know there are some folks who are um, real artists when it comes to design and decor, and and they really they can start with a vision for what it's going to look like, and it and it works. Um, I'm much more trial and error. I am much more. I'm a buy what you love, and it will eventually work out kind of person. Mm-hmm. So I, that is obviously blended in with the antiques. Um, if someone wants uh, a particular uh, look piece, then antiques and vintage is a really hard way to go about it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a it's a process. It's a it's a journey. It's a journey. That sounds so so obnoxious, but it really is a a hobby. That for me, I'm always. Um, you know, the vignettes are always evolving and changing as my interests do, as what I think is interesting changes. So um, I would say that it's a, they're all the cliches, though, right? Less is more. I would mm-hmm. say that um, I have learned that, well, there's a couple of things that even that I, I, I have a lot of fun playing with on Instagram, right? Sometimes more is more. And it's, I think, more, it looks amazing sometimes. And you know, I love a shot of like everything, all the mm-hmm. cake stands in the universe or, you know, all the transferware platters that have ever lived. You know, I love that. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, yes, show me all the stuff. And then other times I want to see just a couple of cool things with some room to breathe and, um, you know, some light around them and some, you know, I, 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 I like to mix different eras mm-hmm. i think it's fun to have some things that are victorian and dark wood and some things that are bright and 50s and aqua you know mm-hmm. i think yeah. that that tension makes it more interesting and i think too it's like any um it's, it's like any interesting space for me my favorite spaces have a collected look um that look like they didn't just land all in one go mm-hmm. um and lucky for me, I like things to look lived in. <laughs> so that works out because this place is lived in. That's great. That's really, really good advice and um, advice and tips for people who, who want to, um, you know, maybe haven't looked at their collections uh, with a, a, an edited eye or a curated eye. Um, and I think this will help them to maybe stand back and look at it with new eyes. So thanks. That's great. Well, and I think, too, what's what's been really interesting with Instagram and collecting is seeing that 
seeing things in unexpected ways, you know, like a butter mold can be a piece of art, you mm-hmm. know, it led a life and it functioned and it had value at one stage in its life. And now it's nice to look at, mm-hmm. you know, it. you know, I may never use it to press a pound of butter, but it, um, it's beautiful to look at, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it can function, you know, when I say that things need to function, that includes uh, looking, looking good is a function. I think Absolutely. that that's a practical function, For sure. you know, and yeah. so it's okay if something is obsolete, but it looks terrific because mm-hmm. I think that that's a function. Mm-hmm. You're right. Otherwise, what would art be? Right. And I mean, I'm not interested in owning all the things, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, well, rewind. I am interested in owning all the things, <laughs> but that is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, so I think like everybody else, we're all careful about what we what we buy, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, money is an object for a lot of folks. And I think that that's one of the big myths with antiquing, vintage shopping, marketing. I think that, and maybe you can correct me with this, but I think that some people think that that's a costly habit. I think that some people think that antiques are uh, terrifically valuable. And Yeah, I know they, I completely agree, yeah. I think it's a myth, mm-hmm. and and I it's not. I think some people do think that. My experience is that the way that I was able to furnish a home and a kitchen and and all that kind of stuff was with vintage and antiques mm-hmm. because they were so so much more wildly affordable than going out and buying something new. Absolutely. Um, and and you know you don't. I mean that's the thing with antiques and vintage too. You don't pop on the first one you see. Mm-hmm. I mean if you keep hunting, you will eventually buy, find that vase for a price you're willing to pay. It's just you've got to be patient and you've got to put in the time, and which a lot of people don't want to do. But for me, that's part of the fun. And I I, I do think that for folks who are decorating uh, or filling a home or just looking to have fun with it, I, I think that it's a complete myth that antiques are too much money. If you think that antiques are too much money, I need to talk to you about where to shop. You can have a, um, a like a bus tour, and you can you know we'll all get on a Greyhound, and, and oh. we'll, we'll go. <laughs> you can teach. But us I'm all. going in first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't want us to take anything. We and well, we don't want to meet the. Well, no, that you might want. We don't want to meet auction Jesse. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we're all friends until there's only one left. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, and and we can't be collecting the same thing. So just. Absolutely. That's not. hard. Yes. No. There's I have a I have a buddy on Instagram and we both collect McCoy pottery, pottery. And it's so funny because she'll put something up and I'm like, "Oh my goodness. That is the most amazing thing I've ever seen." Right? And I feel like I have to be careful not to sound jealous even though I'm screaming with jealousy, you know? Um, you should yeah. offer her tradesies. Like, uh, I'll take that and I'll give you I'll bake you a pie or Oh no, you, know. you can't let on that you're jealous of this collection. <laughs> At the no, first, it, you can't show any weakness, right? Oh no! But you know what? Um, all kidding aside, um, I there's so much inspiration on on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I look at stuff and I think I think to myself like, oh my gosh, that is next level, you know, or that is, or someone will find something and I and it's like I found it with them, you know, and yes. I feel good for them and I'm so happy for them, or someone will say to me on Instagram about. Um, you know, I'll put a picture and they're like, and then they tell me a story about, you know, my mom had that and uh, we used to do 
this with it, or we used to have fun with that, or we do this, and people will send me, you know, I put up a picture of custard cups once, and I was like, I do not need these, especially in this quantity, but I, I can't stop. And someone sent me a recipe for the most delicious onion custard. Oh, wow. Yes. And she was like, listen, you want to use for those those custard cups. I have an onion custard recipe that's going to knock your socks off. I didn't even and know was, onion custard was a thing. Well, neither did I. And I, it is a thing, let me tell you. And it's a delicious thing. And now, but of course I can't use the vintage custard cups. I don't want them to break in the oven. But so, but I got a recipe for custard cups out of Instagram from um, posting a picture of custard cups. But isn't that so... That's the wonderful thing about social media is when people are social. That's right. And right? it's this great community. And I, I feel that's why I love your Instagram feed so much because there is, there's enough negativity and just people spouting off their own opinions in social media. And I, I see your, your pictures and your feeds and your, um, your comments and it's so positive and um, like this real kind of encouragement and inspiration and like you said about the memories, I like that. And I do often look at your things and I think, oh, I remember when I, you know, yeah, my, my grandma had this or my aunt had that. And it does become this like special nostalgic walk down memory lane, which makes those items that we see even more special, even though they're not mine. You know, I'm looking at your, um, you know, your cake plates or something. And I'm thinking of a memory like, oh, I remember when my mom made me a birthday cake on a cake, cake plate similar. So yeah, I, I appreciate really uh, your your pictures and and all the work you do to to keep up your uh, your feed and um, your uh, your posts they really are lovely and thank you so much oh, for talking to me today. Um, oh, it was so exciting and um, interesting learning more about the the behind the scenes Jesse um, and just how it all comes together. So I hope that you'll you'll keep it up and uh, continue to share more and please share uh, a picture of your big uh, Mexican banner for us yeah oh for sure i will <laughs> it's funny because i i now that i've said that i feel like i've challenged myself to do that thank you so much what a fun chat this has been a real treat oh great thanks so much i Jesse. feel like on instagram we don't actually use our voices no so it's fun to actually speak with it, someone it is it is it's so good it was so good chatting with you thanks a lot thank you thanks everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed our guest today Please visit our website, thehuntedandgather.com, for more information on today's episode, show notes, and links. I'd love to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions for upcoming shows. And remember, it's not about having the best. A home should be a place that makes you feel your best. 